name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the second Sunday in Advent. This blessing season, there's a holy timelessness to the season of Advent. We've spoken of it, but I want to go a little bit further. There's a holy timelessness that by the grace of God, we have been enabled and given to experience in this blessed season and for our salvation, and for our greater knowing Christ our God. We've spoken of the fact that, yes, in that timeless sense by grace, we are able to step back from the fall before the incarnation to experience in ourselves the aching of all creation and the aching within us from the results of the fall of mankind, our great intense, profound need for the Savior to come and restore balance to all things, to restore His order within us and into all creation. And at the same time, in the timelessness of this season, in our own time with the Incarnation already having come, present now within us and all around us, we embrace and we set ourselves to prepare for His absolute and imminent second coming. Which is why you hear Gospels read like you heard from the Gospel of St. Luke today talking about the signs. Look for the signs. The signs do not tell us the day. But the signs remind us of his, the imminent second coming of Christ and that we are to move into Christ in such a way that we be assured that we as those virgins have oil in our lamps so that we see the bridegroom. Both of these are at play in that timeless sense of the blessed season of Advent. And today our Lord wants us to be mindful of a very central and beautiful reason for his Advent, for his coming to us. And all of his creation. Now I mentioned we mostly consider the advent of Christ and his incarnation. And this advent of Christ and his second coming. But I want to mention one other along with those. One other coming of the word of God to this world. To bring his order. And it was the advent of our Lord Jesus Christ at the dawn of creation. Remember the word of God came to creation. And what was the state of creation? It was formless, it was void, it was lacking appropriate order. And what does the Word of God do? He speaks order. He speaks rightness into creation so that there would be an environment made very real that He could place man in within that perfectly ordered and right environment Mankind could experience the overwhelming joy and blessedness of fellowship with the God who had created him. And by experiencing that to become holy and righteous as his creator was holy and righteous. This is the advent of our Lord at creation bringing rightness to that where it was lacking. The advent of the incarnation. The word of God appeared and became us. To once again speak order and rightness into the chaos and the results of the fall of man. We lost the perfect order that he had established by his word. And so that same word of God came to reestablish that very order in this world and in our hearts. 
so that we could proceed to enjoy union with God, great fellowship with God, and become as He is. And the incarnation of God at the second coming, the Word of God, the same Word of God, will appear again, and everything will be restored. Everything will have perfect rightness placed upon it, as every soul by His voice will go before God at that time. And all of those who dwelled in Him, all of those who let Him be the way and the truth and the life in their lives will enjoy an eternity of perfect rightness, perfect, excuse me, perfect order. And those who did not let Him be the way in their lives, to them He will give them over to His will, to their will. He'll give them over to their will, which is a horrific and sorrowful thought. To be in the absence of God for an eternity. Now in those three advents that I just mentioned, creation, incarnation, and the second coming of Christ, you heard one word that was a thread throughout each one of them. And that word was the word rightness. That the word of God brings rightness and order to his creation. It's the very meaning of the word that runs all throughout <clears throat> Holy Scripture. That word in Scripture is righteousness. The two words are synonymous. Rightness, order, perfect order, righteousness. Last week I came across one of the latest articles that Father Stephen Freeman had written. The title of it was The Fast of Righteousness. I'm going to read you just a paragraph and a half from that. A little bit of information so we see what our Lord is trying to put into us today. He wrote, there's a great theme of righteousness in the Old Testament. To a certain extent, it can be described as a proper balance. Or things being in their right place and their right amount. And there is an inner righteousness. For the kingdom of God is not a mere set of moral actions. It is also an inner transformation where we not only do righteousness, but become righteous. The inner work is also the setting right of things within our own souls. We were created in the image and likeness of God, but have become debtors to sin. Spiritually, we have become poor. And are unable to overcome our hateful sin master. God's gift to us becomes an abiding jubilee. Abolishing the debt of sin and restoring us to our right place before him. However we might think of righteousness, it has this characteristic of setting all things right. Of putting things back in their proper order. He wrote further, he said, a further thought can help us see that righteousness is written into the very fabric of creation itself. Nature abhors an imbalance. Nature groans and travails, not just for the liberty of the sons of God, as Paul says in Romans 8, but for righteousness as well. To abuse creation, the created order, has consequences that cannot be ignored. <coughs> You can look at every work of our Lord Jesus Christ and His incarnation and His ministry here in the earth. You can look in all of the Gospels and see His works of righteousness, works of Christ 
and through Christ that made all things right again in their proper balance, restored to their created order. When our Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God, healed the lame, the blind, and the sick, in doing so, He was restoring an order that once was. For there was no illness, there was no weakness of human flesh in the human body in God's created order in the beginning in that perfect rightness. And when the Word of God forgave the sins of men and women, it was that jubilee restoration of balance. For there was no disordered sin until the fall occurred. And he commanded those who he forgave, go and sin no more. In other words, I have redeemed you. I have made you righteous. I have washed away your sins. Now go and live by grace, keeping the order that I once established at the beginning of the world. When Christ our God raised the dead many times over, it was an overturning of the ultimate result of our separation from God, which is death. Life from death was a rebalancing of the created order, a righteous act. His righteousness enacted upon the earth. Things made right manifest through Christ and by Christ the word of God. And in Advent, are we not pursuing righteousness? Pursuing things being made right again. But let's understand this truth the way that our Lord is revealing it to us here together this morning. To say that we pursue righteousness is to say Equally, it's the same thing as saying we pursue the person of Christ our God. My friends, we have got to get away from this thinking that to seek after righteousness and pursue righteousness is to pursue moral works. And to from within ourselves deny ourselves doing immoral works. I tell you, those two things, doing righteous works, and not doing immoral works, things out of the order of God, are a result of righteousness. They're a result of righteousness. If our aim is on the doing, we are missing the target entirely. And we will never accomplish the doing. It cannot happen. The Sunday next before Advent, two weeks ago, we heard these words from the prophet Jeremiah. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord. That I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. His right order in the earth. Making things right. In his days Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called. Listen to the name we're given of the Lord. The Lord our righteousness. Notice, the name we were given by the, of the Lord was not the Lord who helps us do righteous acts. His name is the Lord who is righteousness, who is perfect order. Christ, the Word of God, is our righteousness. Everything in us is made right in and only by Him. You know, there are many perfect examples of lives reordered 
<clears throat> restored, made right again, rightness brought into their lives in the Gospels. But I tell you one that always sticks out to me that I tend to return to probably more than any of the others. It's a perfect example of what our Lord is trying to show us today is when our Lord healed the woman with the issue of blood. If we remember this from the Gospels, the woman with the issue of blood had a constant period, a constant cycle of blood coming out of her body for 12 entire years straight. This woman would have been suffering physically greatly. She would have been incredibly weak and anemic. This woman suffered. And that suffering within her for those 12 years built in her an authentic desperation to be redeemed, to be restored, to made, be made as she was before that disease had hit her, that affliction. And for whatever reason, whatever revealed this to her, for that act to happen, she placed her entire hope upon the person of Jesus Christ. So much so that in her weak and frail condition, we see her press through what the scriptures say is a multitude of people thronging Christ. If you can picture hundreds or perhaps thousands of people all pressing upon the person of Christ. And here this weak woman is trying to make her way, forcing herself through the crowd. Why? Just that she could touch a piece of his clothing. So that she could touch just the hem of her garment. Because she believed that if she touches the hem of her garment, she would be made whole. His garment, she would be made whole. And she reaches out and she touches the garment and listen to what is described. Christ, listen to this. This is our salvation. Christ felt power leave from him and enter into her. And when it did, righteousness occurred. When it did, this woman, bleeding for 12 years, was made whole as God had created woman to be in the very beginning. Do you see this? If this is not our longing, Something's wrong on the front end of our spirituality that is failing to see our desperate need for power to leave Christ and enter into us to restore our personal human condition of our soul to the rightness that he is and the rightness that he created in the very beginning. In Advent, we're given three spiritual disciplines to attend to by the prescription of this one who wants us to receive his power for healing and salvation. Those spiritual disciplines are fasting, increased prayer, and almsgiving, giving to those who have less than us. But my friends in Advent, we do not fast. We do not fast to accomplish a righteous thing. We do not Increase our prayer life to check something off and say, look, Lord, what we did. And we do not increase our giving of all that we have to those who do not have near what we have in order to do some moral action in the world. We fast 
We pray. We give alms to touch the hem of his garment. We fast, we pray, we give arms because we acknowledge our authentic need to press through by fasting and prayer and almsgiving, to press through, through the crowd of our clouded thought life that we might just touch the hem of his garment and experience the life-giving power that brought order to creation in the very beginning and seeks to bring the same order into our souls by the experience of Him. That's why we fast. That's why we pray. That's why we give alms. Because when we do, we experience Christ Himself. And it's we who receive the power, the mighty power of His salvation. And when we experience Him to our salvation, my friends, now we become earthen vessels. Earthen vessels that are filled with the kingdom of God and the manifestation of the word of God so that others may dip into the waters that are now within us and find the reordering, the rightness brought back and restored into their own lives. This is Christianity 101. And it may not sound like it because we have so many deceptions in our culture. And all of us come from so many different teachings coming to Christ's church. But the truth is what we're talking about today is Christianity 101. We are in need of order being restored to our human soul. By the one who can do it. And it brings a whole new meaning to that beautiful little scripture that most of us sang as children in church. Seek first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. And all these things, all these things will be given unto you. Seek first His righteousness means seek your healing. <clears throat> seek your healing. Press through the crowd, touch the Him, and your lives will be reordered and made right again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.